Hi, Ann Pearson here. And before I begin today's episode, I'm excited to tell you about the Paralegal Bootcamp's new three-step roadmap to manage cases like a rock star paralegal. If you're fairly new to litigation, this quick start guide will help you figure out three things that you can be doing to help you better anticipate what the attorney needs before they have to ask for it. It'll help reduce some of those last minute scrambles, especially if you're working for an attorney who's a procrastinator or someone who doesn't always share all of the important case information with you. I put this three-step roadmap into a downloadable PDF for you, and it's completely free. You can get yours on our website at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash three steps. Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Okay, I've got a great episode for you today. I'm taking you back in time just a little. If you're new to the profession, you're lucky that you probably never had any of these things, and maybe you'll have no idea what I'm talking about with a few of them. These are things that have changed in the legal industry, particularly for the paralegal profession and things that we're glad have finally changed. If you've been a paralegal for a while, then you'll get a good laugh or maybe a big sigh of relief when I remind you about some of these things that used to be the norm when you were working as a paralegal. Now, my list is only the top 10. If you have other things that you're glad have finally changed for paralegals, I'd love to hear from you. If there's enough of them, maybe I'll do a part two to this episode. All right, here we go. 10 things we're finally glad have changed in the paralegal profession. Number one, the unwritten dress policy that some law firms had that said female paralegals were not allowed to wear pants, only skirts or dresses. And with that skirt or dress, you had to wear pantyhose. Yes, yes, yes. That actually used to be the dress policy in some law firms. Now, I'm not bringing you back 50 years with this dress policy. I'm only bringing you back to the early 90s, so 30 years. And that's when I started my career. Ask a paralegal who's been in the industry for 30 or 40 years, and they'll tell you, even if their firm didn't outright ban females from wearing pants, you could get yourself in trouble if you didn't wear pantyhose. Can you imagine the dress patrol coming around trying to confirm whether or not you're wearing pantyhose? Ugh. I don't even want to think about that. But here's how I personally know about the no pants rule. Now I'm going to take you back 30 years, early 90s. I'm in my early 20s and I'm starting my new paralegal position. So excited. Now it was a part-time 30-hour position because I was still finishing up. I had one more semester of school left. So I'm so excited. I've got this new job. I'm going to be a professional. And I go out and of course I do what any 20-something does when they get a job, they go buy themselves a few nice outfits. I wanted to dress the part. 
So I bought a couple of skirt suits, a couple of plain skirts, some blouses, and a couple of nice pantsuits. So I wear my favorite looking pantsuit my first day at work, and I get called into the office manager's office. Apparently, there was a unwritten, and she used air quotes, dress policy that they disapproved of women wearing pants. And part of that came from back then, a lot of courts would frown upon female attorneys going in front of judges with pants. So I think, I hope that that's where the policy came from. And it wasn't just a downright policy saying, we don't want females to be able to choose how they're going to wear their clothes or what they're going to wear. Anyways, that was a policy. And that policy was in place in a lot of firms that had it until the mid to late 90s, which leads me into number two, that dress codes in general have relaxed for men and women. That's a good change. Now, in most firms, it's business casual and some are even casual, so long as you have a suit jacket available in case you're called to court or something. You know, what's funny is a lot of people think that the code or dress rules were changed and relaxed a little bit because of COVID and people were used to working from home. But really, that started quite a while ago. And it was because a lot, a lot of the firms were using it as a hiring incentive for new associates coming out of law school. And before you know it, when a few of the big firms started, then it trickles down. Some of the mid-sized firms were actually instrumental in getting that done because they used that as a hiring advantage to try to woo some of the new associates. Either way, whatever the cause was, it's great that the business casual and casual dress code is more the norm now in law firms. Number three, attorneys. Well, most of them, and really all of these that I'm going to talk about today, they're not, it's not like it was happening in every single firm, in every type of practice, in every city, in every state, and all that. So I'm using these more in general terms. But number three, attorneys, or at least most of them, don't ask the question anymore what's the difference between a paralegal and a legal secretary? Now, if we could just get them to stop saying, you're smart enough to be a lawyer. Why didn't you go to law school? Which brings me to number four. Law firms, most of them, have stopped using the employee category designation of non-attorney or non-lawyer for paralegals and other legal support professionals. Many paralegals that I know have master's degrees. Some have JDs and just decided they didn't want to practice law and be responsible for getting clients. Paralegals are not non-anything. It's insulting. Now, for those still using that derogatory title, they'll make the argument, well, we have to distinguish between the people who are allowed to practice law and those who are not. Okay, call them paralegals or legal support professionals. Think about it like this. They don't call nurses non-doctors so that patients can understand who's going to be allowed to operate on them. Now, if your firm is still using that non-attorney or non-lawyer category to identify your role, be patient. It will eventually change. Just like the industry is slow to adopt other things, the more they see other firms moving away from that non-attorney, non-lawyer designation, more of them will make the change. Okay, number five, most attorneys and managers 
now understand that they don't have to see you sitting at your desk in the office to believe that you're working. It took a pandemic to make it happen, but we'll take it however we can. Number six, no more standing at fax machines. If you are, then it's time to convince your attorney to get an online fax account. Number seven, no more red ink stains on your hands from using that bait stamping device. If you don't know what I'm talking about with this one, if you've never had red ink stained hands, consider yourself lucky. Number eight, virtual events and online courses have allowed us more access to professional development that doesn't involve attending an all-day conference and then having to do two days worth of work in one day just to make up for the time out of the office. Now, what's interesting about that one too is it's opened up a lot more doors for paralegals. You can now get your project management certification or your legal project management certification online. You can add credentials to your professional career and you can do it a lot more easily. I think that's one of the reasons why there's a shortage actually in hiring paralegals because so many paralegals took advantage of having that online access to further their education and they've moved on to different roles, maybe within the firm, but different roles outside being a paralegal. Number nine, we've eliminated attorney-only cafeterias at the big firms. Yes, they really existed. I guess this goes back to the non-attorney label somewhat, but this was on a whole different level. I never worked in a firm that had this, but it was well known in a couple of the firms in the city that I worked in. If you weren't an attorney, you had to get an invitation to the attorney dining room in order to eat in there, like it was the Delta Sky Club or something. And last but not least, I'm glad that paralegals are no longer driving to the clerk's office to file papers and pleadings and motions or to research things. Before e-filing, it was nothing for a paralegal to be watching the clock as the attorney finished that brief, calculating, where am I going to find parking? Do I have change for the parking meters? Making sure I've got that extra copy to bring back a file-stamped copy to the office after it was filed. So stressful. Not that sitting at your desk at 11.58 p.m. waiting to make sure that you get that e-file through in time, not that that's less stressful, but at least you're not running around trying to find parking and going through all of that. Now, let's just hope it doesn't take another 30 years to see some big changes to the paralegal profession and how the work gets accomplished. Have a great day and don't forget, send me your things that you're happy that have changed in the paralegal profession. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.